Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dave AC and the Sixth Doctor. And welcome to the Colton Collective Podcast. God, I just said hey. that. Hey. Hey. We'll and joining me, <laughs> joining me is the recuperating Cooper, Mr. Dave AC. Oh, you see what I did there? Oh, oh you can't pay for a better intro than that. <laughs> nah, mobs. How are you, how you feeling, Dave? Uh, not too bad. I've just been enlivened by a certain event, but we will speak no more of that. Uh, just a stern <laughs> warning to everybody in the room and to anybody who wants to listen to this, you will not be spoiled about Waters of Mars. It will not be on discussion in today's show. You can listen safely to the rest of this show and uh, we'll get on to the topic in a little bit after we've uh, said our hellos and introduced the people in the room. Okie dokie. <coughs> Excuse me. Introducing everybody in the room at, starting at the bottom, Mr. Tig Spencer. Hi, Ian. How's it going? Good, thank you, sir. And from way across the other side of the world, it's Ramana, too. Hello, boys. <laughs> right. Also joining us from somewhere a little north of me, Mr. Randall Thor. Hello, everyone. How are we today? Very good, good. sir. It's just as well you're on mic because there's nobody in the cone of silence today. So unless there will oh, be no really? cone of, there'll be no cone play clip. The clip. We can't oh. play the clip today. There's no cone. What? Hey. What? <laughs> what? 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 Also joining us is Mr. Charlie P. Seventy nine from a lot further north. <laughs> yes, very further north. Yes, my old camping okay ground. I, yeah. Is it okay if I spoil the the waters of Lake Nantaka? It's <laughs> frozen now, isn't it? <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. Oh, another I water is coming. Of, another waters of spoiler. There, there was water found on the moon. <laughs> yes, the waters of the moon. <laughs> anyway, that's all we have in here today because uh, uh, most people are probably just recovering from the waters of Mars um, and are off watching the Confidential. Um, so, um, hope you guys are having fun. Um, and we're docking your pay. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I've a confidential recording. I mean, here I am, showing up, you know, walking wounded. I'm still yeah. here. Yep. All right. Uh, well, before we get into news, uh, it's news of sorts. But uh, last night 
well, yesterday in its entirety, on Second Life with the uh, seasonal meetup of uh, Doctor Who Podshock. Um, and uh, this was, the, of course, the autumn meetup, fall, depending on where you are. Sounds like thunder. Sounds like someone's falling, yeah. Like autumn weather. Ah. Ah. Yes, but uh, it was it was a, a good event. Um, thanks again to uh, Victor First Mornington, who uh, who oversees the event uh, and does the TARDIS tours. And thank you to all of the people who are involved in in all the TARDIS building, uh, in the various locations which are uh, Doctor Who themed throughout Second Life. Um, we as casual Second Lifers, but keen Doctor Who fans very much appreciate all the hard work you guys put in. Uh, attending last night were myself, Mr. Dave AC, Randall Thor, and Mr. Tiggs, my eyes are up here, Panther. <laughs> so did you guys did you guys have a good time? I mean Mike, is this your first uh, attendance of the the meetup? Yeah, this was my first time attending. I had a great time. Well, that's great. Uh, and what what was your what was your um I don't know if you've ever been into the Doctor Who experience um before. Um but what did you think of all of the things that they created in there? I I liked the, uh, my favorite part was the museum seeing all the exhibits from classic and new who they had set up there. It was a nice collection of stuff they had. My my always my favorite thing there is is how they've managed to um, integrate the things that can be done within Second Life uh, into traveling in a, in a TARDIS. Uh, of course, you can't just you can't just move an entire uh, simulated uh, console from place to place. But they do make almost like a teleporter on an image. So when you open the doors, you click on that and you go to that location. I think that's I think that's fabulous. And the fact that you can click on things. In the TARDIS, you can make it materialize and dematerialize, and turn on a scanner, and it's it's great. It's like being able to play Doctor Who, you know. Or as Kojo was doing, you can sit on top of the uh, the time rotor. Yes, <laughs> yes. Kojo is not here today. <clears throat> but uh, uh, I thought it was excellent. I mean, this certainly upgraded it so much. I mean, it's mm. one of these things that makes you think. Gosh, I wish I had a faster computer. I put right. a link. Uh, in the uh, in the page, the host here for 36, uh, who's put up some really marvellous photos he has taken during the the event. Um, I, I do that so that because even though you may be listening to this later, it is possible to uh, get the chat text from these shows uh, and and find these links later. And perhaps at the end of the show, I'll explain how you do that. But for the moment, right. uh, I should perhaps just remind people that. Uh, you can always come join us live every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We go out here live on TalkShoe, ID 54821. You can call in via phone on 724-444-744. But failing that, uh, you can subscribe to us, of course, on iTunes. And we do have a Facebook page, uh, a Cult Infected page, where you can usually listen directly to the shows after they've aired. Right. Thank you, Dave. And uh, Randall Thor has also put a link in to uh, his photos from the event. Uh, 
also, if you follow uh, myself, Dave, or uh, Colton on Twitter, uh, just look for us under uh, Dave AC, uh, the Sixth Doctor, and Colton. Um, plus, if you look back at our tweets, you will uh, see some of these links that we've been talking about. Uh, also, on the Colton page at www.colton.com, there is a uh, photo of myself and uh, Dave and Louis Penny posing in front of a TARDIS. Uh, and a little review of, of, of the event. Um, but if you haven't been before, usually what it entails is uh, uh, sometime during the day there's a scheduled tour of all the Doctor Who-related uh, places within Second Life, um, trips around in, in various uh, Cardi, <laughs> and uh, it all culminates with a uh, dance party, uh, which is the, the um, decorate... Uh, the, the main square, which is actually a, a copy of uh, Roald Dahl Pass um, in Second Life, and uh, they put a stage there, and they've got a DJ and a dance floor, and it's all fabulous. Um, yeah. You can you can have the music on and dance away, or you can turn it down a little so you can hear people chatting. Um, it's the closest thing to actually us all getting together in person. And it's yeah. it's a it's a good time, and thanks to Podshock and and Victor again for all their hard work and putting these things on. It's it's great to be able to just get together with everyone. Yeah, I mean it really is a labor labor of love. I mean I don't think he'd slept for four days, uh, no. and that's only the the sort of fine tuning at the end. Uh, during the actual show, uh, I mean Victor was quite surprised about how many turned up. Uh, about 28, I think, during the tour, but uh, he counted 72. Well, I got to nearly 80 uh, of the list, so all sorts of names like Twillian Duper, uh, Daisy Frost, Kim Eastcue, Terry Lightfoot, uh, of course, Two Hartman, which is our uh, very own uh, Louis Trapani, uh, Dalek Thor Ferber, West Franklin. That's Randall Thor. Yeah, exactly. Rowan Thursday. Susan Terramaximus or something. Um, mm. Twilly, uh, Echelon Sands. The uh, Craig Farsider. Lots of people there. Um, and I'm just trying to think of James's uh, uh, Pete Pixel, wasn't it? Yes, Pete Pixel. It so probably related to Kirsty Pixel. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was really a very well attended event, and yep. uh, it was also a fundraiser for for the uh, the area and also the the proceeds were divided 50-50 with um Podshock as well I believe right um and as i said these are, are going to be seasonal so um look out for the next event which should probably be in the sp- uh the winter or the spring i'm not entirely sure i think they're planning on doing four think, a year i think i remember lewis mentioning february for the next february one. okay oh, i was so going to do it uh, after the last uh, david tennant you know sort of Early New Year. Mm. Well, well, that might be too early. Might be too right. early. That. Uh, time to get the monkey out. I think, Dave. Go, typing monkey. Go. Well, actually, you should <laughs> say that, Charlie. You're the one who always types it. <laughs> All right. Should I say it? Yes. Go, typing monkey. Go. There we go. Charlie always puts <laughs> that in the chat every 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 week. I love it. <laughs> So it's news time. We'll have it again. Be gone with the monkey. <laughs> All right, monkey, back in your box. 
All right, well, it's news time. Well, I was going to say, uh, I think really Ian and myself, uh, that our main news was that. I've just got one little personal piece of news, and that's to do with my uh, uh, video blog that I do, Dave AC. Just quick apologies to those who do download it, and there are a few about. Um, I'm going to do it uh, midweek. Uh, I have been... Uh, put down with flu and no wine has passed my lips for five days and since part of my show is that I taste a wine at the end of it that seems a little bit uh, silly so in the next day or two I hope to get that uh, up underway and that will be on daveac.blip.tv but other than that really the big news tonight is news that we can't talk about we promise we'll be spoiler free here so um, I'm going to pass it over to Romana who has a small item of news I have two small items of news. One is, is not spoilerish, but it is water supplies related. It's um, the broadcast in New Zealand. Uh, it's been announced a couple of days ago that it will be broadcast in New Zealand on the 29th of November at 7.30pm on Prime TV. And weirdly enough, Bill for Australia was the first after the UK, but actually now it's New Zealand. But you can right. hear that then. Yeah. Hooray for but us! New Zealand gets it before Australia does, which I find really odd, but <laughs> God, New Zealand. Because um, we're Mark better. Strickson. Mark Strickson all done it. Strickson. Strickson, sorry. Well, you're both yeah. getting it before the U.S. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's I know. We, it's because New Zealand's the best. We're thankful for that. We are thankful for that. And one other bit of news is just basically more Gallifrey 21 news. Um, two more guests have been announced as of last Friday. Um, one of them is Andrew Hayden-Smith, who of course played Jake in Rise of the Spider-Man and all those stories, related stories. But the one I am super, uber, uber excited about as a cross player is Louise Page, costume designer of Series 2 through the 4 of Doctor Who. She's actually also judging the Masquerade competition, which I'm slightly freaking out about because I'm entering that and... In the costume she designed, and it's kind of like, I've got to get this costume perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, we should send her yeah. advertising stickers to put all over her cosplay costume. <laughs> uh, I'm just um, looking for a link, uh, because I saw Andrea Hayden-Smith recently at the uh, Hyde Fun Raiders show, and I'm just putting a link in now, quickly, of him signing autographs, so there it goes. That's all. Yeah, that's my bit of news. I just wanted to see about that on online because a lot of people in the WWE cosplay community are really excited about this, needless to say. All the questions we can ask her. (laughs) (laughs) All the questions we're going to ask her, it's very exciting. Yeah. Excellent. That's it. Okay. Any more for any more? Doesn't no. look like it. It's all quiet on the Western Front. I would try oh, to cool. find more. I could probably find more, but I know as soon as I go on the internet, I'm going to get spoiled. <laughs> right. Well, I, I will just the, say... Uh, I'm avoiding white right journal like the plate. <laughs> Uh, it's not really news, but we didn't mention it, Ian. Uh, we, did, we have had some apologies as well, as well as the people mm-hmm. we know are absent without leave watching uh, a certain programme. Um, we've also had um, apologies from Logan. And uh, just a shout-out for Logan's Run Show, which will be going out at 10pm Eastern Standard Time, and that's Talk Show ID 49899. It's an open mic night tonight, but he will be talking about a... Um, 
a game, I think it's an Xbox game, Modern Warfare 2, or it might be a PlayStation 3 one, and he's also going to be talking about the disaster film 2012, and that will be 10pm tonight. Also, we have apologies from our uh, our Scotsman abroad, uh, Joker Media File, Graham Sheridan. Um, he has actually sent me some um, some stuff that he wants to discuss from this show, um, but he sends his apologies, um, and also um, it, he has the podcast himself, uh, the B Movie Invasion, uh, the classic sci-fi podcast, and Professor How, the certain time traveling show parody podcast. They're both available on iTunes and on TalkShoe ID 57949 and 59601 for Professor Howe. So we will be discussing uh, Graham's uh, uh, points for this show a little later on. Uh, but thank you to those guys for letting us know they'll be gone. All of you others, we expect notes from your mothers. Yeah, um, oh, Meeps popped in, didn't she? Yes, yeah. well. Meeps was here, but uh, ducked out again. Um, uh, she asked uh, uh, she put a link in um, Mike would you mind telling us what she's been up to yes this past Friday she w- went to a concert from uh, Elliot Minor and she's also seeing them again this coming Friday so she'll have two concerts from them to report on next Sunday here on our show you know it's absolutely amazing how you know what she's doing <laughs> it must be magic indeed <laughs> it's like they're only each other's back pockets. I wonder why. Uh, and no spoilers <laughs> from me, but Merlin is doing really well. Uh, I hope those people who uh, can get it, and I don't want to annoy uh, Roman any more than that, but uh, it is doing really well, and I really enjoyed this last episode. No enough red limit per month. Oh, did I just say that? No enough red limit per month for everything I need to say. Merlin McCarley is awesome. Doing very, he's doing very well. <laughs> he's not here, but he's doing very well. Um, one thing I was going to allow those of you in the UK was um, a one-word description of Waters of Mars, just so you can kind of get it off your chest. But I don't want to, uh, anything spoilery, just your opinion on what it was like. So you get one word. One word. So, Higgs. Fantastic. Dave. Well, I'll just paraphrase it with, if this was in the wizard list, it might make number one. Awesome. That's all we have from the UK. It's just you two. (laughs) This is my other word. Wet. Wet. (laughs) (laughs) It was wet. (laughs) All right. David Tennant's just one long drink of water. (laughs) Oh, and speaking of the UK, here it comes. Mr. T. Jury. Okay. Now, be- put your warning in, Romana. Put your warning in, Romana. I'm putting this in several times because I know what Tim is like. Please <laughs> <laughs> do. <laughs> Poor His Tim. Well played. I hope his, I hope his audio is working today. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Well, no, he hasn't dialed in yet. Uh, yeah. um, uh, and that means, by the way, from Romana, she doesn't want any text spoilers uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, until Tim gets in here... Um, uh, we will continue on with the show. I will, I will ask him for his one-word description uh, of his thoughts on the show um, once he's uh, logged in via audio. So, without any further ado, let's get on with today's topic, which is Dave. Well, 
Hello, my name's Toby Haydock, and you're listening to the Cultum Collective Podcast. And um, what a good show it is, too. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, last week, uh, episode 15, which, uh, if you didn't uh, listen to, uh, compliments this one, we hope, uh, because we're top and tailing um, two aspects of uh, subjects that occur time and time again in science fiction. Uh, last week was entitled, or subtitled, The Devil's Greatest Hits. And we were talking about you know, how the devil is portrayed in various films like uh, Rosemary's ba- ba- uh, Baby, um, The Omen, um, uh, End of Days, uh, uh, and so on. And I'm not going to recap that. Please go back uh, and find uh, uh, us on the TalkShoe site and listen to that. Or if you, of course, subscribe, hopefully you will download all the back catalogue of shows. Uh, and that's where we did that. So today we're now going to talk about... Um, God and religious symbols in science fiction, and of course, as we are a Doctor Who-centric uh, sort of cultdom show, uh, there may well be quite a number of things. Uh, the one that springs to mind immediately to me is um, uh, Voyage of the Damned, and so on. But we are going to start out with uh, one or two of the more light-hearted, uh, not perhaps what some people would consider science fiction, but we include, don't we, a very broad umbrella, Ian, in terms of um, we have cult, uh, fantasy, um, show, films that actually have that sort of following. So they may not strictly be to first appearance, be science fiction programmes, but they all have that sort of um, unearthly element in them. So um, should I play that little clip first, or do you want to play yours, Ian? Well, before you do... Uh, we are joined by thing on mute, Mr. Tim Jury. Hello. Hello. Hello, sir. Yes, we're uh, working. Oh, oh, working like it was perfectly last night. Am I too loud or something? Yes, very much so. Restore <laughs> slightly, yeah. Um, give us a sec. I'll just turn the mic down. How's that? Much better. Yes. Some recent yes, gizmos turned my webcam on for no real reason. Ah. <laughs> yes, we, uh, we, we... I'll we give you a one-word <laughs> review. Having got spoiled entirely out of my system, brilliant. Thank you, sir. That, that, and, that, and Ian, mm-hmm. you're going to the robot, but I won't say why. Oh, okay. You'll know why when you hear him. You'll know why <laughs> when you hear him. Okay. Indeed. Is that teasy enough for you? Is it? Yeah, no yeah, more, I'm teased, but yeah, that's that's you see, a lot. That's I've, I've all got, you get. I've got spoilering out of my system because I just had about a 40-minute-long phone call mm-hmm. with a, a David Tennant fan girl in the UK. Mm-hmm. Sure, that was interesting. because <laughs> um, I was able to discuss it with someone who'd seen it live and get it out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who are wondering, since we're not actually talking about it this week, we will be discussing it uh, next week as an overflow show to uh, Doctor Who Podshock. Um, they will be running their live show next week on TalkShoe. Uh, what's their ID there, Dave? I'm looking it up if you keep talking. I will keep talking while he looks it up. We're prepared here, I tell you. <laughs> uh, but uh, Dave and I have had a long, um, long-standing arrangement with, uh, with Podshock where... Uh, we we kind of make way for for everybody to be on um, their show, and we start as a, a little later for a more uh, open kind of forum to discuss it, um, mm-hmm. because the amount of people that come on uh, Podshock is quite numerous. Um, it becomes very difficult to 
allow people to just talk freely. And so they go through one by one and, and, and get everybody's point of view, which is a great way of doing it. And then afterwards, we're kind of like the after-show party. Yeah, but yes, their talk show there. ID, the talk show ID is two three three five eight. And that will be going out slightly earlier than think than uh, th than we normally do. That will be going at two p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the show will probably uh, cut off about the uh, one and a half to two hour mark because uh, Lewis feels that's up to the correct length. So we might just about. Uh, well, probably I'll try and open the room, because Ian's done that this week, try and open the room shortly after 3pm uh, for those who, uh, who drift in. And as the one show closes, uh, this one will open. So, uh, right. And speaking of, drifting, speaking of drifting in, and this is our last one until later on in the show. Cause any other I didn't drift in. in. I told you last week when I'd be on. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but we just got done asking for the one words, and you came in just at the right time. Uh, oh. Hallie, what we're doing, uh, Hallie is under the cone of silence, uh, but we're not going to play the sound effect. Ooh, can I play oh, okay, set. So, Hallie T is survived under the New cone of silence. Training program, section 3.5, the cone of silence. To activate, simply lower the cone and speak clearly. What? Do not overuse the cone of silence. What? Do not shout in the cone of silence. What? In fact, don't even use the cone of silence. What? It's never worked right. I don't know why we bought it in the first place. Get smart on TV Land. Section 3.6, the portable cone of silence. What? What? Okay, so uh, Howley is under the cone of silence, and I'm going to ask her to type in her one-word description of the waters of Mars, if she would. Well, I'm going to Yes. Uh, no spoilers, so, of course. Because there are no spoilers allowed in here, Howley. Well, the only uh, other thing I'm going to say, which isn't a spoiler, is I did make a prediction about the plot, and I was right. All right, that's enough from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything <laughs> more than whip, that. Don't, whip. don't make me Something push happened. that again. No, I won't. I won't. I'm hovering over the mute button with you. The man has been known to cross. No, no, it's officially, it's officially out. out of my system. It's officially out of my system. Yeah, Let's get uh, on to the main subject, then, I can, then it'll be entirely out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just so before we go Hallie on to that. Yeah. Hallie has. Typed. Yes, Hallie has typed, and she gave me two, which I'll, I'll let her over with since she's under the cone of silence. Amazing and terrifying, which is good news for me because I'm going to turn the lights out and let my son watch it, and which means he's not going to sleep a wink. Yes! <laughs> no, it means you to get a cuddle. <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't find it scary, but it was gripping. Uh, you, you, which is oh, next one down. That's not giving up, anything man. away! Oh, we're right on the yeah, end. You said you're giving everything away. Oh, for goodness sake. For goodness sake. Calm down, everybody. Calm down, everybody. May God go with you. And on to the topic. Uh, yes, yeah. onwards. So, uh, bringing that up, uh, Dave, you had a clip. I think I did. Let's kick it off with a clip. May I ask who you are, sir? You better swear me in. You'll never believe it. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help me, mate. So help you, you. <laughs> if it pleases the court, and even if it doesn't please the court, I'm God, Your Honor. <laughs> uh, 
and as we were saying uh, when we just originally started the show that um although we're talking mainly about sci-fi and cult that does include fantasy and i think uh thing uh, like that of course was a clip of george burns from uh, the original oh god uh, film and i've got one little short clip so let me play that let's get ourselves in the mood okay Jerry. You want me to talk louder? Oh, God. I thought you didn't believe in me. Uh, that's just an expression. I'm more than that, and I want you to spread the word. Me? Spread what word? That I am. I exist. And we've spoken. You, you want me to tell people that, that I've spoken with God? Yes. They'll put me away. I'm tired of all the talk that I may be dead or that I never was at all. Or that God was just particles of cosmos. Gas. I'm not gas. I found that very insulting. Do you actually expect people to, to believe? That's, that's your job. But I, I'm just a man. I, I, I know Moses. What was Moses? You think Moses was born on page one? Moses was just a messenger. My messenger. Okay, I got. I gotta say that. I mean, I remember watching these movies um, back home in New Zealand when they were on, on you know, TV, and I could think of no better um, looking god than George Burns. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think it's, that was perfect casting. I mean, his tone and and you know, the way he he would talk. It's just you know, if anyone was. It'd be God. George Burns would be good. <laughs> but of course, they did follow it up with another two sequels, and the third one would be, um, oh God, uh, it's the Devil, and in which of course George Burns played both roles as God and the Devil. Basically, the only difference was uh, the Devil was a snappier dresser, and uh, and he smoked cigarettes, not cigars, and he had red tinted glasses. I mean, yeah. Oh, I that's mean, right. It's cool. Oh God, you devil. Uh-huh. Oh, I yeah, that was on the poster, that. wasn't it? Yeah. It's, it's mm. one I actually haven't seen that, but uh, uh, they were perfectly cast. I and mean, even John Denver, I thought, um, who was obviously his well known country singer, I don't know whether these were the first films he'd really acted in properly. Um, I think he'd done Rhinestone Cowboy or something. Uh, but really, uh, the two together had a, a lovely relationship, and uh, I, ha- really I have unfortunately well. seen its sequel. It's nowhere near as good. <laughs> He's right. sort of mentoring a little girl or a woman or something in the sequel. I can't remember it yeah, very well. Yeah, right. Mm. Oh God, book two. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, book two. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean it's. It's a good little movie. I mean, it's, it's it's a product of its time too, where you know, something really truly bad happens. Um, but it's you know, it, it's it's. I mean, I, I guess uh, last week we were talking about the the devil and um, how most of them are, are pretty formulaic when when you're looking at mainstream media, and for the most part, um, a lot of the movies with God, um, and I'm speaking. Of the, the the Christian God um, tend to be pretty much the same. Um, 
more recent updates of the the uh, Oh God formula uh, are uh, Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty. And I understand you have a clip from one and I have a clip from the other. Uh, yes, uh, I will uh, try and play the Bruce Almighty one. Let's see if this is right. Grace the dog! Have you ever felt... I'm Bruce Nolan for Eyewitness News. Hey, wacky Bruce! Unappreciated. In the newsroom, we don't wear hair now. <laughs> God. Have you ever thought life was unfair? Have you ever complained about it? So God is picking on you? What is that? The only one around here not doing his job is you! You must be Bruce. Who are you? I am God. <laughs> Please. Okay, how many fingers am I holding up? Seven. Aha! You've been doing a lot of complaining about me, Bruce. You think you can do it better, so here's your chance. When you leave this building, you will be endowed with all my powers. And I have got one more for that, which I can only play okay. now if you want. Should yeah, I play sure, it now? go ahead. Yeah. Oh. There you are. Caught asleep on the job. I bet you're wondering why you're here. I've got to hit off your job. Who are you? Bruce, I'm God. When you leave this building, you will be endowed with all my powers. If you could be God for one week, what would you do? Who would you help? How would you handle the most powerful responsibility in the universe? Jim Carrey to be a little much sometimes, which is why I liked uh, the sequel a little better. 
But the point I wanted to make is Morgan Freeman, perfect casting. Mm. I mean, the tone of that man's voice. It's like if somebody was going to make a documentary about me, I want Morgan Freeman to do the voiceover. (laughs) There's a a reason why... (laughs) So go ahead, Tony. There's a reason why... Saying there's a reason why Morgan Freeman does the voiceover for every single movie trailer, for every you know every because he 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 does have the voice of God, mm-hmm. yeah. almost every. Yeah, I hear like, everything I read in the voice of Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, it, 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 it was good casting because he's got a good um, as I say, he's got a good voice for it, but he also has a good delivery of of the lines. Just this relaxed way about it, like you know, I, I, I mean, if I was to envision, in, envisage, oh god, I can't even say it. If I was to picture envision. God, yeah, um, it wouldn't be some big, high and mighty, um, overload, big booming voice. It'd be somebody kind of kicked back and relaxed about the whole deal. You know, here's somebody who's got all this hard work done. You know, he's already built the Earth, man. Blah 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 blah. Now he's just, you know. He's just so kicked back and relaxed, and you know, rather than big booming voices to talk to people, that's how he'd be. He'd be like, "Hi." Well, his worries are over. He's given man free will. Right. <laughs> if you don't cast Morgan Freeman, then cast Bill Cosby. <laughs> mm, no, I wouldn't have Bill Cosby as God. No, no. <laughs> uh, what's the other one? The one who used to do the CNN, uh, Earl Jones, is it? James Earl Jones. <laughs> Oh, James I don't know. I don't know if that would be appropriate casting if you cast the, the man voice. who, Darth who voiced Darth Vader as God. Jesus, I am your father. The movie I, I actually ended up referring, even though. I can only take him in small doses too. Steve Carell is uh, is is Evan Almighty. It was it was a lot more toned down, and, and it was able to play more on um, and on this guy's life rather than you know God's life and what God had to do and everything. Um, it basically put Evan in 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 the uh, uh, with the onerous task of, of of building an ark. And I have a clip for that. Throughout history, the Almighty has appeared unto a very few. Moses, Abraham, Joan of Arc, Bruce. Next summer, he will choose a new prophet to bring his message to the world. But God only knows why he chose Evan. Let it out, son. It's the beginning of wisdom. Who are you? I'm God. Uh, Yeah. And I want you, Evan Baxter, to build an ark. Building an ark is really not part of my plan here. No, 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 no. Big one. I need to make a good impression at work. Gentlemen. Good to see you. Then you look like a bug in a suit. Oh. Are you starting the BG's tribute band? Ah, you gotta go shave. I can't shave. Whenever I shave, the beard grows right back in. <laughs> That's what happens when you shave. But then you shave again. Don't worry. Help is on the way. And if anybody asks, tell them what's coming. 
You want to build a boat? It might be something fun for the family. Go, go! Go sailing on the lake? I don't know. It'd be great in case it floods or something. Heaven Almighty. It's, it's a it's a nice entertaining movie. It's it's rather lightweight. I think. I mean, both of them are comedies, but it's a little more lightweight to in comparison to, to uh, Bruce Almighty and the fact that it it mainly centers around um, Evan and his family. Uh, it, it crosses over into his job as well, but it's just uh, he, it's his job. He's got to build an ark. Um, and he's given all of the rudimentary tools. We're not talking power tools or anything. And of course, during the movie, if you haven't seen it, he starts to look like Noah. <laughs> he grows the beard and everything. So. I hope it's better than I thought, because personally I boycotted it because I couldn't stand the lead actor. He's not too bad. He's not too He's bad. just I mean, annoyed he... me in way too many things, Steve Carell. He's just too over the top for me. Mm. There are some films like that, though, that you may not want to have gone to the cinema to see, but uh, that's mm. out on DVD. It's probably worth the, uh, the punt. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the Discord's gone down in price now. <laughs> it's a bit like my other my other purchase this week, because I got um, all three Matrix movies on Blu-ray, because it's gone down to £16.98 on Amazon. Wow. So I think yeah, I don't like the second and the third anyway, as much so. as the... But yeah, it's true. I watched it this afternoon. I was getting all self-indulgent. Mm. Well, actually, uh, The Matrix is another thing that, that, that features um, almost religious symbolism. Um, exactly. When you look at uh, Neo, he's, you know, the chosen one, the the mm. savior. Um, and, and I think that you can actually see a lot more... Um, religious symbolism in, in movies and TV and, and books than you can uh, things about the devil because uh, there's there's this line that basically um, there's evil and then there's the devil um, evil gets portrayed in very very many different ways but but religious symbolism is I think a lot easier to spot um, and draw parallels to it um in TV and movie, I mean Stargate for one, uh, Quantum Leap uh, yeah, deals with that a, a lot as well. well. I've got the theme, but yeah, I mean even things like Tomb Raider with the you know the Illuminati and all these religious uh, there's religious symbolism as well as the actual um, uh, acts are uh, so on. I mean um, the the big Tom Hanks film has lots of uh, religious. Uh, some would say it's virtually all religious. Right. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it, of course. Somebody's breathing loud. Yeah. We get a breather uh, online. But before we get on to two of the serious ones, let me just play one little more clip uh, of mm -hmm. one of my. Um, I'm going to show my soft side here. Uh, one of the films that I really wa uh, love, and I watch it. And uh, uh, again, uh, like Tim just said, the uh, it's a different actor. Um, but I don't particularly like this actor uh, in many other things. But in City of Angels, um, I thought he was with Meg, uh, Meg Ryan, is it? Absolutely. It's, again, it's a science fiction come love story come religious. And let me play the clip. It's rather long, I'm afraid. It's just over a minute and a half. What if angels walked the earth here among us? <laughs> 
silent and unseen. That doctor in the operating room, she looked right at me. And one of them... No one can see you unless you want them to. ...fell in love with one of us. And if I want her to? What do you want to do? To help her. Visitor? Well, who are you visiting? Yeah. If you met the one you were meant for. I got this feeling that there's something bigger out there. There's something bigger than me and bigger than you. Close your eyes. But you could not sense their touch. I'll wait all day just hoping for one more minute with you. I don't even know you. You could not feel their kiss. Do you feel that? No. And you could not trust your eyes. You. Would you still believe? Let me see you. In love. I don't understand a God who would let us meet if there's no way we could ever be together. He can give up his existence as he knows it and become one of us. You choose to fall to earth. And when you wake up, you're yeah, uh, I don't know anybody else likes that film. I mean, some people might think it's very mushy, but I think it's great. Yeah, it's a great but sad movie. <laughs> Get a yeah, little teary-eyed at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's lots of other films. That, that was probably from things like Heaven Can Wait, and there's lots of films like that. Sorry, Ron. Now, I'm going to, I'm just going to say, I'm going to sound like the most ungirliest girl in the world to say that I've never seen that movie. Oh, <laughs> you, have to, you have to watch it. Yeah. As much as Nicolas Cage it's, sometimes it's, gets up my... Yeah. 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 Yeah, but that's a, it's, it's a nice movie. I mean, I, I, I kind of came across that one because, I mean, as I said, you know, most of the stuff I tend to come up with is more on the comic release type... Uh, and uh, I wanted to find something that was a little more serious, and so Dave and I both found the same clip. So, um, great minds think alike, Dave. <laughs> and back to the comedic side. Here hey, is. Yeah, we haven't many jokes today. Huh. Well, here's one. We got them you. all out of our system yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Here Especially is at my expense. From <laughs> from history of the world, part one. Moses went to the mountain, and God spoke unto him. Moses, this is the Lord thy God, commanding you to obey my law. Do you hear me? Yes, I hear you, I hear you. A deaf man could hear you. What? Nothing, forget it. Oh, Lord, why have you chosen me? What would you have me do for you? I shall give you my laws, and you shall take them unto the people. Yes, Lord! Lord, I shall give these laws unto thy people. Hear me! Oh, hear me! All pay heed! The Lord, the Lord Jehovah! has given unto you these fifteen... Wait. Ten! Ten 
Ten Commandments for all to obey. <laughs> you gotta love Mel Brooks. One does wonder how many have left in the end. <laughs> um, he must have broken a lot of them in his movies by now. <laughs> there was a a, 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 a later an earlier oh another scene uh, the Last Supper. Um, which Mel Brooks comes in as the waiter to the Last Supper, and they're they're discussing, and, and, and Jesus is saying, you know, uh, one of you among me will uh, will betray me, and blah blah blah. And the waiter goes, the waiter's standing there, and he goes, Judas, and Judas goes, what, what? And he goes, what would you like to drink? <laughs> and then Leonardo da Vinci shows up and says, here, I'm here to do the portrait. And of course they're both sitting on they're they're all sitting on either side of the table and he goes, Oh, this won't do at all. It's like, why not? It's like, well over here all I've got his backs. Everybody on the other side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> he's so brave, Mel Brooks. Oh, he's he's fabulous. And and it's like I mean in in looking around the internet for for various movies to to jog my memory, there's you know, people who talk about you know, about blasphemy in these and it's I, I'm of the firm believer that if there is a god, he has a sense of humor. <laughs> and, okay, light, and and light entertainment is good stuff. You know, it's not meant to, uh, to harm. It's 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 meant for for entertainment purposes only. Um, and so yeah, Mel Brooks is yeah. And of course, this is History of the World Part One, and so it goes into you know far more other things, uh, Caesar and everything. Um, so uh, a, a good movie to pick up. Uh, I kind of look at Mel Brooks as being like the the American version of uh, the Monty Python movies. <laughs> hmm. Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Hmm. Right. Well, we, you and I have done quite a lot of talking. Does uh, yeah. do we want to throw it open a bit more, Ian? Yeah. Anybody got anything to add? We haven't mentioned God in the Simpsons yet. No, well, go ahead. Or Family Guy. Well, I don't know if God's actually in Family Guy as a character. South Park is a monkey. There's a, there's a great sure. episode of um, uh, The Simpsons. I can't remember its title, but the rest of the family go to church and Homer says, No, I can be religious right here at home. So he has the slobby Sunday on his own, sits there in his dressing gown, doesn't go to church, but he's got the telly on, and uh, he says like a tokenistic prayer or something, and then he like falls asleep and starts a fire, and it's like suddenly his whole house has turned into, well, it's not swearing in this hell. context, hell. <laughs> and... Um, I think he meets God by the end of the episode, and diplomatically, God's face is hidden off the top of the screen. And all you <laughs> see is a long white beard and long white flowing robes, but uh, that, that's one that's mind. And Family Guy, uh, they're doing a bit of a loop of repeats of it on uh, BBC Three at the moment, and they re-showed the other night the one where uh, also uh, it's about someone sort of starting their own religion, and Peter Griffin has started the church of um, the Fonzie, because anyone who follows me on Twitter will know I was tweeting this episode. <laughs> and he goes, uh, "May Fonz be with you." <laughs> and, and it has something to it has something to do with how um, how how 
loyal or not some people are to a religion because he started the church of Fonzie in this this barn and he thinks oh yes I have all these followers now and then near the end someone walks in and a few of them go off with him and then someone else walks in and says oh I've started my own religion and then a few of them walks in and then finally some one else says oh, most of these people are American celebrities I've not heard of they show up and say, oh you're not trying to convert them to some, something or other and he says no, I'm here to convert them to um, Christianity. In the last few, Peter Griffin's left a bit delusioned that his followers are not very loyal to him. <laughs> uh, the other thing on Family Guy is, is uh, like South Park, Jesus is actually a, a reoccurring character who uh, has his own talk show. Oh, yeah. Mm. Jesus yeah. and pals. <laughs> yes. Um, and and God teaches them. In South Park, God's like a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yay. (laughs) It's amusing. It's just like, and everyone's going, what, that's God? like, yeah. (laughs) And anyone who thinks it's unfair treatment, uh, if if they've ever seen it, and if you were listening last week, uh, the devil uh, looks very much like the devil, but he's gay and he is in love with Saddam Hussein. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So everybody gets equal and fair treatment. <laughs> yeah. And of course, we're not just talking about uh, representations of God. I mean, uh, religious as well. I mean, even you could argue um, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, the sort mm. of the star child. Uh, I mean, whether you could see that as a religious thing are, are just some evolution of the human race or whatever but I mean uh, one of the great things about these things is they are open to interpretation and uh, a lot of the uh, the film directors and that maybe because they don't want to offend the church try and leave that sort of um, element a little bit open to different interpretations um, for either artistic reasons or maybe not to offend certain uh, right. particular groups yeah, they 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 leave things rather sometimes rather ambiguous, which I think is always a better way to do it, rather than outright making a statement because it gives people a a, a talking point and a thinking point. Because there's there's no point in giving everybody everything. Um, you know, let them let them get out of it what they will. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, if you think of the Dune story, uh, the film, which of course there's all the different books that follow on from that, Dune Messiah and all that, but Paul Muhadib is classed as a you know a, a messiah for those people, and right. um, uh, you know he has a, a, a complete religious following uh, behind him. Now that's been explored even more in the books. I mean, I haven't read them all, but my brother-in-law. He must have read about 12 books now about Dune. But I, I do believe that the first one encompassed about the first two or three of the books. Uh, and there's definitely a religious theme uh, going behind that. And it's one of these things, Ian, I think if if you or I perhaps had more time to, to do some research, uh, well, in fact, we'd probably be doing another wizard list because... Um, it virtually is there under the skin and an awful lot of programs. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Doctor Who really yet, um, but right. there are num- uh, particularly in uh, Russell T. Davis' uh, tenureship of the the role, um, 
they've been used. Maybe not always for their original intention, but the. Right. Uh, do you think sometimes, and this is open to everybody in the room, do you think it's basically just a shorthand by, you know, using certain, not particularly the cross, but uh, certain religious scrolls and symbols? It, it, it's sort of a, a quick um, cross to get over to people what they're trying to mean, uh, a quick um, short cross, shall I say. In terms Somebody's of breathing rather heavily into their mic. Yeah. I think Russell's even actually said that at what he, at some point, at some point in the commentary somewhere. Actually, right. I right. can't actually remember which one it is, but I'm pretty sure he said something pretty much along those lines. Might have right. been the last of the Time Lords commentary. Right. right. And and the 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 thing that I I find is bizarre is that people. Um, see the religious iconography in that and automatically think that because Russell is a, an atheist that if he's including it that it must be he's either trying to hijack it or that he's saying something bad about religion and that's not necessarily so because you know as an atheist myself you can see the good some good that religion can do and just because you include uh, a reference to it, or uh, or something that resembles it, doesn't mean you're poking fun. It's it's as as you were saying, Dave. It's it's almost a shorthand to get an idea across, because it's yeah. as as far-reaching, especially the as the Bible is, uh, as far as religions go. It it does create its own shorthand where um, visual um, points can come across quite easily in that regard. I mean, a lot of people think in, in uh, Last of the Time Lords that the that uh, the Doctor rejuvenating and floating across the room was a definite dig or um, send-up or uh, religious hint. Because um, they're like, oh yeah, that was, that was stupid. Uh, you know, who does he think he is? Jesus Christ? And it's like, yeah. well, what, you've never seen a Time Lord levitate before? Happened yeah. on, on a number of occasions. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it doesn't. That, that episode was criticised for making the Doctor a bit too Jesus-like because mm. he does yeah. do the whole cross thing with his arms, like McGann did in the TV movie. Yeah, I didn't like right. the, one, the one in uh, when he was ascending in the uh, um, Voyage of the Dam. But another science fiction series, Highlander, uh, they used it in, in there a couple of times because. Um, there was uh, one of the um, other um, people that, uh, you know, he, he kept recruiting people and they, beli- you know, he killed them because he knew they were potentially mortals, mm. uh, but they believed that he had given them, uh, you know, eternal life. So uh, he'd hoodwink them and to him, they were like his disciples and he was sending them out to go and capture other immortals and so on. So right. uh, lots of things. Quantum Leap, I think... Um, Right. Uh, we we mentioned references uh, to the fact that who was jumping him around in time. Right. Actually, I, I just want to backtrack a little bit there, Dave, about yeah. the 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 uh, Voyage of the Damned. What didn't you like about that particular scene? And for those who don't know, um, the Doctor's defeated the bad guy and needs to get to the bridge in an awful hurry. And he's down in the bowels of the ship, um, and the uh, robots on the ship. Who are like look like angels, but they're gold and everything. Um, he 
orders them to fly up, and so they link arms and they carry him up um, to to the bridge of the ship. Roger. So it wasn't the fact that he did it; it was the way it was um, characterised. It was led up to. But I, I do have some other information that Tim may also have that I'm not going to comment on. Right. Um, that may change my perspective on that. But basically, um, I didn't like the way it was portrayed. Uh, you know, the stylized way it was portrayed. If he'd sort of just uh, grabbed onto them, put his arms around the shoulders, and, and just gone up, but it, it, it had the, a very look of a, an ascension. Um, but I'm not going to say anything more. Uh, no, I think no, Tim I probably knows where I'm going with this, I, but I'm going to keep I, I completely think, out of it. I think, so I don't think say that's, 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 as, that's Russell as an, an atheist trying to wind up the religious types, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, almost almost trying room. to get the show a few complaints so they get a few more viewers. Uh, I don't know if it's that... I mean, it just makes it sound a little too deliberate. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's so many things he's done in the show that... I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of under the belief that things just seep their way in to um, to the show. I mean, he was he wasn't brought up an atheist, of course, and so a lot of a lot of things were were his upbringing. And so, I mean, I, I like to think the best of people, so I, I like to think that he didn't necessarily put it in there to uh, to uh, irk people or or get people dander up. Um, that it's just to uh, it's just an image. And as I, as I was saying before, it's right. It's it's a shorthand for. I mean, this is the doctor who is essentially, you know, always the good guy, the guy who's oh. always on the side of right. Oh, and the uh, Darth's popped up in text just to become uh, Phil Collins because there is a Phil Collins album called "Hello, I Must Be Going," <laughs> and he's popped up to say he's four minutes away from watching Waters of Mars, so he's just popped up to say hello, goodbye. Some of us are working and can't catch a flight until we're done on the job here. Mm-hmm. Some of the flights are taking a little long. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I, I mean, I understand it. Everybody's got their own view of it, um, and of course, mine mine slanted, you know, towards Russell's idea. But uh, again, I don't think it's necessarily a, a jab at or a way to get people people to be mad at him or uh, upset about it. I think it's just an, uh, it was a nice visual style. I mean, Very one nice. of the things early, earlier on in the show is that, I mean, it would have been really bad if you'd never seen the, what are they called? I forgot what the robots are called now. The host. The host. The host. Yeah. Well, well just the host. Right, the host. Um, you actually see them uh, earlier on, and about halfway through the episode, actually flying. Um, I think it would have been a little more um, on the nose if you hadn't seen them doing that prior, and then all of a sudden they fly the Doctor up through the bowels of the ship. Uh, but anyway. He writes what he wants to write. If, if yeah. people decide to get there, if people decide to take offence to it, then that's their own problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot I more people have a, a problem with the perceived gay agenda. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, when you're, come on. 
Don't well, don't well, use well, those funny... words because you'll get me on the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> the, fu- the, the funny thing is, and this is Ooh, not uh, this, yeah, mm. this is not a spoiler right. about Doctor Who, and um, but the uh, I've just recently seen the trailer for the new disaster movie, 2012. 2012, yeah. Uh, t- 2012, and you know after all the things I said about Russell T Davies, how stupid can you be crashing a, a Titanic into Buckingham Palace? Now, I don't know whether this is in the trailer, so I don't know if it's classified, but a very similar thing happens in the trailer to 2012. Getting uh. rather mixed reviews, that movie. Mark mm. Kermode on Five Live really slammed into it and didn't think much of it. Mm. I mean, what has Roland Emmerich got against this planet? Three movies he's made now. He's going to destroy half the major it's, landmarks. It's, what, is he, what has he got against the White House? The White House is the one who yeah, always exactly. gets it. Perhaps, 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 the, perhaps his next movie is going to be set on an alien planet, and they'll destroy that as well. Yeah, and they'll have an exact replica of the White House for some unknown reason. <laughs> mm. yeah. uh, w- one thing we ought to get back on topic a little bit. What we should mm-hmm. say is that uh, it may well be because of the people in the room that the 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 films that we've talked about are specifically using, uh, you know, what I would call Church of England are. Uh, religion, but of course, like you'd played the the Mel Gibson one, you could mm-hmm. argue that sort of Jewish religion coming into it. I mean, um, I, and obviously because of again all the people here in the room, English is their first language, uh, and therefore uh, maybe for most people that's the experience we have. But is anybody better viewed than I am that can say that this happens with other countries, other religions, and so on? Or, or do you think um, they're other countries are perhaps a little bit more tentative in um, how these things are portrayed in non-conventional films. Obviously, if they're dealing with miracles and so on, uh, religion will come into it. But I mean, if you know what I mean, we have quite a liberal attitude, as you stated. You know, it's not seen to be uh, running religious into the ground. It's just a um, a way of drawing a parallel between um, a force as people would have said you know if you took a scientist back 100 years they wouldn't see it as science they would see it as magic um, so uh, a lot of things uh, are mixed up in terms of religion and uh, faith healing and uh, right. uh, belief systems and uh, you know, strange things happening in the woods and fairies and what have you it's um, very difficult to give any sort of clear cut. I mean, right. um, who's well, not really sort of come in on that? Right. We've actually got two hands up in the room. Um, and right. first, we'll go to Tig Spanter. Um, yeah. Um, first, on the thing about you know, kind of why people tend to use um, kind of religious iconography. I think sometimes it it is just used as a as a bit of a shorthand because it's recognisable. You know, it doesn't matter what your religious beliefs are or aren't the world's major religions or at least any of the main ones in any country that you live in you will be aware of even if you don't actually follow them at which point you know you know i mean um back when i think about 14 15 years ago or so in the uk when um princess diana died and they televised the funeral and an evangelist in this country noticed that a lot of people were all saying the Lord's Prayer. Most of them probably weren't actually practicing Christians at the time, but stuff like the Lord's Prayer, some of the basic stories in the Bible and stuff like that, 
you learn it since you know since you're little and in school and you know whether you believe or not you pick you know you will pick up on if those things are referenced but then to flip it around one amusing thing i notice a lot in um in some japanese programming is if they a lot of the time if they want to show a wedding they don't show a, a traditional uh, Japanese Buddhist or Shinto wedding a lot of the times it's a traditional Christian wedding usually of the Catholic bent with a Catholic priest and all the trappings and quite often in live action stuff a lot of the times if you see a Catholic priest he's played by an American you know you get an awful lot of Christian iconography in you know kind of I mean you know in Japan I believe you know Christianity is a very very minor religion but I guess 10% yeah, about ten percent uh, of the population. It's well, more than minor then. Actually, no, sure, no, it's one percent. Sorry, one percent. Oh, right. Right. One percent of the population in Japan is Christian. But you know, um, in so oh, many yeah. shows, you will see a church, you will see a priest, because you know, even in Japan, Christian iconography is recognisable. A lot of the times, you use it out of context, so it might not be as recognisable. But they know that it has religious significance, even if they don't necessarily grasp the actual significance. And I think it's sort of similar in other Western countries that we will sometimes touch on other religions, that even if we don't necessarily get them, you know, you get, you know, kind of brief, you know, brief references to kind of, you know, Buddhism and stuff like that. And, you know, you can riff on any, you know, non critically you can riff on most religions and people immediately know what you what you're talking about even if they don't actually follow that one right i mean um just to break in here real quick um darth um is is awaiting on something um finishing at his end so he hasn't coming in on audio and we well understand um he said the indian films are replete with uh, religious iconography but Islamic films have uh, no economic interest in fictionalizing Muhammad uh, because they'll likely be banned in the countries that uh, that uh, that form that major market. And uh, Randall Forrest says some visual representations of uh, Muhammad are banned. So, yeah. well, you can't even write about him. Salman Rushdie found that one out. Yeah. Well, which is the religion where you you actually don't draw people; you only do patterns. Is that? Muslim is that? That's why where, where you only see that's why you only see these geometric designs because they don't actually do representations of the body only only the god their god Islam. Thank you, Dar. Right. Thank you, Dar. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Have uh, you got any more clips there, Ian? Because no, I actually, out Mike clips. Mike had his hand up too. Oh, Randall right. Thor. Yeah, there were two points that I was going to. M- uh, mentioned here. One is uh, where religious symbols are used used as a visual shorthand during the the video the video game series Castlevania. That that was that's used throughout the series. And I remember the first three games in the series. Nintendo actually censored those out of of the Western releases of the games because they weren't really that comfortable with all of that religious symbolism being there. So there was it was censored out from Western releases. And, and something else that I was going to mention was another TV series that uses uh, that uses biblical references is the, sh- the show Heroes. When, when that show began, Tim Kring's original idea was to use the biblical na- uh, use names that reference biblical characters, such as Noah, Gabriel, and Peter. 
of course, that fell by the wayside, but that was his original plan, was to use those as biblical references. I don't know. I actually never thought of that, but now that you say it, it's like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's not really the remit of today's show, I don't think. I don't think we could... It's a whole new thing, but I mean, in actual... Um, uh, written fiction, uh, science fiction books, I mean, there's all sorts of books, Childhood's End, uh, I won't be able to think of it now I've said it, but um, you know, there are all sorts of religious uh, comings and goings and, and so on. Uh, I mean, that would have to be another show, a better research show, perhaps, um, for us to to cover. Well, speaking of books, this is a, a good uh, um segue into uh, the email I got from uh, uh, Jerkophile, uh, Graham Sheridan. Uh, he writes, Hi Ian, since Dave isn't feeling his usual self and hopefully uh, and hopefully we'll still be able to make the show, uh, here are a few thoughts from last week's uh, The Devil May Care show. Uh, you guys missed about missed out the screaming obvious show from the CW Reaper. Uh, the one where the devil gets sold the soul of a boy, and the devil only wants him to return escaped souls back to hell. Funny as well, hell. Uh, and as I am a big uh, Adam Sandler fa- fan, I, uh, though I am still missing Shecky the Clown from my collection, I love that you guys thought of, uh, to include little Nicky. So, as to this week's topic, a couple of things come to mind. Chris Rock in uh, Down to Earth, that's the one where he gets prematurely killed by mistake, and until a suitable body can be found, his soul gets placed in the body of a white millionaire who everybody has a strong dislike for. Isn't that a remake? Yes. Uh, he- uh, Warren Beatty movie. Yeah, yeah Heaven well, Can Wait. Yeah. Mm, that's yeah. So that's been made twice, at least. A remake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, here comes Mr. Jordan. Yeah. What's um, that uh, name again, Charlie? Here comes, here comes Mr. Jordan. Thank you. Right. Um, he, and he continues by saying, uh, and seeing as it's getting so close to Christmas, Terry Pratchett's The Hogfather, with the Discworld slant on Christmas. Uh, this is also available as a two-part Sky TV ad- adaptation with David Jason and Mark Warren, who was in the second series adventure with that Blue Peter-designed monster. And in The Hogfather, um, belief is the center of the disc... Uh, let me start that again. The, the Hogfather belief is the center of the program. I thought it, uh, it, this was very appropriate uh, for the subject of this week's cultum. It gives a loose uh, f- form of Discworld perspective, history of events around Christmas, and how they get adapted for modern times. Plus, plus death taking over as the Hogfather to keep belief alive or the sun won't rise in the morning is brilliant. Uh, other characters who appear include the Tooth Fairy, uh, the Veruca Gnome, the Sock Eater, and Bilius, the God of All Hangovers. Uh, anyway, that's it for now. Bod be with you. Toodles. I am a Scotsman abroad. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, and uh, you've already mentioned his uh, his own show. Um, the other book I, w- I was just about to mention as well that just got out of my mind is the C.S. Lewis trilogy, um, Out oh, of the yes. Silent Planet, and. Out of the Silent Planet, that hideous strength, and I can't remember the third one. Uh, quite difficult. Well, I shouldn't say difficult because that sounds as though it was not difficult for me. But what I mean is, um, they are books that are worth reading, but you have to uh, put some effort into it. I think. 
Right. Uh, Mike has his hand up again. Yeah, on, on the point of, of books that have religious similarities and parallels is, of course, where the screen name my, that I use comes from, The Will of Time. Uh, Randall Thor is a central character there who is sort of a similar, uh, sort of a parallel to Christ in the fact that he's uh, he's the world's savior, and as as the series progresses, he gains a religious following basically, and there are also those who are fervent, fervently devoted to seeing him de- to seeing him dead by the before he can save the world, because the whole prophecy for him is that he'll save the world and destroy it at the same time. So there's a lot of religious parallel between Randall Thor and Christ in the Will of Time series. So <laughs> excellent. Okay. Uh, asking Roman to do something as we have new people in the room. Okay. Well, um, I'll play another. I'm just finding out Alan Vega on Twitter. I think I drove him to drink earlier. Uh, okay. Um, I've got a, another clip here. Uh, again, from uh, more of a comedy slant. Uh, it's from the movie Dogma. Ladies and gentlemen, the driving force behind Catholicism Wow, Cardinal Glick. Thank you, thank you. Now, we all know how the majority and the media in this country view the Catholic Church. They think of it as a passé, archaic institution. People find the Bible obtuse, even hokey. Now, in an effort to disprove all that, the Church has appointed this year as a time of renewal, both of faith and of style. For example, the crucifix. While it has been a time-honored symbol of our faith, Holy Mother Church has decided to retire this highly recognizable, yet wholly depressing image of our Lord crucified. Christ didn't come to earth to give us the willies. He came to help us out. He was a booster. And it's with that take on our Lord in mind that we come up with a new, more inspiring sigil. So, it's with great pleasure that I present you with the first of many revamps the Catholicism Wow campaign will unveil over the next year. I give you... The bloody Christ. That's not the sanctioned term we're using for the symbol, just something we've been kicking around the office. But look at it. Sadness. Pop. Buddy Christ. Yes, and uh, (laughs) that was George Carlin. There's perfect casting for you. George Carlin is a cardinal. Uh, I love this movie. Um, some a little bit of backstory on it uh, and an explanation of the movie for those who haven't seen it and should. Uh, it is about two fallen angels who uh, find out through this rededication ceremony that Cardinal Glick is having of, of this church in Red Bank um, that it's their way back into heaven. Um, but of course, if they do it, it'll be the end of everything. Uh, and the two fallen angels are, uh, oh, God, names escape me again. Somebody help me out. That's him in Ben Affleck. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, Barnaby and Loki. We've Barnaby got a good Loki. crowd in here today, haven't we? Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> sent to oppose them and to stop them, uh, is, uh, the last scion. And, uh, who is, she only finds out she's the last scion from a visit from the Metatron, 
Um, unfortunately, I, there were so many clips that I could play in the show from this movie. But because Kevin Smith is quite dialogue-heavy, um, I, I, I couldn't put any of uh, Alan Rickman, of course, thank you, Tiggs, as, as the Aww. Metatron, who was brilliant. I couldn't put him in the show because each clip is like six or eight minutes long. Um, but Aww. yes, get that movie because... Uh, it's worth it for Alan Rickman as the Metatron. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, he he is his sent she, the uh, the last lad is sent on a journey to to basically go and stomp these guys, and uh, sent to help her uh, two prophets in the shape of Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also. Um, God is uh, mysteriously absent from all of these proceedings, having um, been beaten up by a bunch of uh, uh, hell-sent uh, rollerbladers, um, and he was beaten up while playing skee-ball, <laughs> because God likes a bit of skee-ball, uh, <laughs> which I think is fabulous. The the one thing I'm going to add to this before I let you guys comment is that uh, um, I remember... Um, Kevin Smith talking about this movie and there was uh, a big hue and outcry from people who had never seen the movie um, and were protesting it before it even came out um, and so when it premiered he found out there was going to be a protest uh, at his local movie theater and so he joined in uh, <laughs> creating signs and walking around and, and the TV camera crews actually interviewed him and uh, said, oh, you, 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 you look a lot like Kevin Smith. And he's like, oh, no, 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 that's, that's not me. <laughs> so he protested his own movie. His mom's on my TV. What's that? His mom's on my TV. Oh, yes, his <laughs> mother saw him on TV protesting his there's movie. Somebody, there's somebody... There's somebody today in your your uh your film protesting your film that looks a lot like you. you. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a great cast in this movie. Uh, the Thirteenth Apostle is played by Chris Rock, who falls naked from the sky. I think I think the uh, the, the 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 exact quote is "It's raining black guys." And uh, yeah, I'll, I, I won't, I won't, I won't uh, quote uh, Chris Rock on that line because yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 actually a very good movie, and I I mean, in in my point of view, um, I don't know why people were protesting it because it's actually very, um, it doesn't really poke fun at religion at all. Um, it says a lot about religion, I think, and. Uh, Yes, it's just too much about religion because my biggest problem with dogma is I didn't understand a word of it. <laughs> I thought, I thought this guy Kevin Smith, he must have read the biggest reference book on Catholicism known to man. Well, uh, that it, he was it, he was brought up Catholic. Yeah, that's so, what I mean. Yeah, there's a lot he, of there's a lot of really detailed stuff in it that I couldn't get my head around at all. And I was brought up C of E. I'm not remotely religious these days but I was brought up C of E but um, no I couldn't get my head around it it had its moments but didn't do it for me uh, 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 Randolph or, or Tiggs? I loved it um, you know I just thought it was very, um, a very very clever film I mean I think one of the reasons that stuff like that gets 
protested about a lot is the problem is I guess if people think that their religion is being sent up they will protest about it without thinking to check first which is a real shame um, you know I was also um, um, you know brought up in a Christian background Hell, um, my dad's a minister <laughs> so I was definitely brought up in a religious background unavoidable um, yeah but I mean I you know this is I mean, although, um, you know, I wasn't brought up Catholic, you know, I was brought up Christian, and a lot of this stuff is stuff that, you know, makes up a part of my background. I watched the film. I loved the film. I was not in any way insulted. Um, in fact, personally, I found it very, very thought-provoking. It really made me challenge some of my beliefs about religion in a way that many, many years of church sermons couldn't. Um, and, you know, that is a one of the reasons why I kind of I wish that people wouldn't be all up in arms before trying stuff um, and giving it a look because I do think that a lot of people would actually get a lot out of it if they just get over the fact that it's also a comedy film right I mean there's, there's I mean there's plenty of messages actually in that movie um, even though it does have a Robert Poop monster in it uh, <laughs> and uh, you know there's some this is some good stuff in it if people would sit and listen because the big thing is is Kevin Smith right even though people think it's all big and fart jokes the there is intelligence behind his writing and if people would sit there and, and, and listen to it they would see that there's a lot more to it than than you know what they think of it as a send up I mean one of the things that uh, Bartleby and Loki do is they go to the head office of a corporation called Moobies uh, which is a fast food chain, and their their symbol is this golden cow, and um, they basically see it as is uh, false worshiping a false god, and so they go and they take down this corporation in one foul swoop. They go in there and and basically judge everybody in that room, and and blow them all away, and it's fabulous. <laughs> My favorite part of that movie is the bit where um, uh, the, the last Zion and Alan Rickman are talking, and he, and he gives the whole uh, backstory about Barnaby Loki, and, she, and you know he tells them that they're uh, banished, and she says, "Where, Harold? No, worse, Wisconsin." <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Dave. Yeah, well, I've got just a couple of films that I want to mention. I don't really think we'll need to go into them deep. One film I'm sure people definitely will not want to talk about, but uh, two films that I also looked at, and I'm not really sure how to include them, other than I think they ought to get a mention on this show. One is the Jodie Foster one, is it? Jodie, I've got her name now. Contact, anyway, that's the one I'm talking right. about. Right. Uh, where she goes through all these wormholes and that, and there's a sort of semi-religious experience more than actual iconography. Um, then, of course, you could start argue a little bit with Close Encounters of the Third ty- Kind, when they right. virtually have a road to Damascus type moment, um, and their influence, and they have this driving force to go. You know, they start using mashed potatoes and all that. Now, I know that's not religious, but but there there's this sort of um. Uh, a feeling of that coming into it and the one that probably people won't want to talk about is the uh, Star Trek 5 where um, Spock's brother uh, takes over the ship uh, right. and takes them to the centre of the galaxy where he believes God to be waiting yeah 
Yes, I don't know that was wants an to make awful, any comment. It was that an was awful, an awful movie. <laughs> Not and because yet, of the whole one, God thing, but just because it was an awful movie. And yet it had one of the best dramatic starts, uh, a little bit like Lawrence of Arabia, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, with the only shot, probably stolen from Lawrence Arabia, with him coming up on his camel or whatever it was into yeah. the desert. But um, anybody want to make a comment on that before, as Ian wants to hand it over to uh, Romana and Tiggs? Um, yeah, anybody? Anybody get anything else you want to throw in? Because what we're going to do is uh, Romana and Tiggs, when we were. Uh, talking earlier before the start of the show, we were planning things out. They have some anime and uh, manga references that they would like to bring to the fore. And since Dave and I are a little behind on our anime and our manga, <laughs> we thought we'd let them take the reins. Um, but isn't there anything else? Uh, I do have one more clip from a movie that was mentioned earlier, but does anybody have anything else they want to put in? I'll just uh, mention one more movie. Uh, probably the first movie I've seen that has uh, has any religious imagery is uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, of course. Just, you know, oh, yeah. and, you know, like, that tied in with uh, Sunday School, the whole uh, Ark of the Covenant and Ten Commandments and everything. And I remember like, years later, I took a theology class in college and, and the, the professor was talking about the Ark of the Covenant and he said, you know what happens? Did you, you know what, uh, what happens when you look into the Ark of the Covenant? And I raised my hand and said, yeah, your face melts off. I said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also uh, the Last Crusade. Yep, was very much steeped in that, um, and it, it dealt with Indiana in embracing something that he had long since buried was was uh, his his upbringing in religion and and having to remember all of the, his teachings from back then in order to uh, make his way through and, and find. Um, and to find the cup, or the chalice, or yeah. Yeah, do you remember all the, the you know, that Jehovah starts with an I and after the J. Yeah. And uh, only the penitent man shall pass on his knees. Yeah. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can see that so, again, actually. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to play this clip, and we'll see if anybody has any comments on that. Um, and this is uh, from Monty Python, The Life of Brian. Was I a son of Deuteronomy of death? Yes. Yes. You have been found guilty by the elders of the town of uttering the name of our Lord. And so, as a blasphemer, you are to be stoned to death. Look, I had a lovely supper, and all I said to my wife was, that piece of halibut was good enough for Jehovah. Oh, oh, yes. He said it again. Oh, Did you hear him? Oh, Are there any women here today? <laughs> Very well. By virtue of the authority vested in me. Oh, Leo, we haven't started yet. Come on. Who threw that? Who threw that stone? Come on. <laughs> Sorry, I spoke. started. Go to the back. Always one, isn't there? Now, where were we? Look, 
I don't think it ought to be blasphemy. Just saying Jehovah. Oh! You're making it worse for yourself. Making it worse? How could it be worse? Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah. I'm warning you, if you say Jehovah once more, strike. Who threw that? <laughs> Come on, who threw that? <laughs> mentioned your show earlier um we are coming up to the last section i think on the uh, uh sci-fi and sermons but if you check back in the text if you're in the pro version you may have some comments and uh, we've got a waters of Marla, mars spoiler free zone in place right if you have seen it you are allowed a one word uh review <laughs> so anyway uh I think we'll turn it over to uh, Ramana, Tiggs, and Randall Thor. Alrighty. Anyway, time. Um, first one I'm going to mention is actually the um, series that got me into anime and manga in the first place, which is a little series called Neon Genesis Evangelion, um, which is pretty much just about kind of like future world where... Um, Earth is being invaded by these things called angels and um, the secret organization, part of the UN called NERV, has built these big giant robots to fight them. That's the story in a nutshell, but it's the symbolism, it's all the little kind of little things underneath it that make it like one of the biggest kind of... It feels every single thing in the series is like a religious symbol of some description. It's, it's insane. Um, yeah. Anyone else want to comment? Tiggs, you've seen even going, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, I saw the entire Most people lot. have seen it. <laughs> yeah, I saw the entire lot back when I was at um, university, and yeah, it's very, very heavy in the um, religious symbolism. Mm. Very, very That's heavy in the it'll mess with your head as well. I remember oh, saying yes. words, words <laughs> to that effect, but not ones I can, not in a way I can repeat on a... Um, uh, mind screwing show, but um, yeah. yes, I believe my uh, my my um, first comment after having seen the end of the series all was to the words of, "Well, that messes with your head a little bit, but not quite as polite." But it was it's really really good, um, but it, yeah, it, it again, it's one of those that it's it was very very big. It's probably worth seeing, but it, if you expect something that makes 100% sense, it's probably not a good series. To no. But if you like a series that's very kind of makes you think, definitely I'm makes sorry. you think, then this is definitely one. <laughs> sorry. Tim, did you fall asleep? Mm. 
<laughs> Wake up, Tim. Get the Red Bull down Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Not that you guys are boring it's or been, anything. It's, it's been a very long weekend involving a late night on Friday programming up an iPhone and another late night on Saturday. I have not gone to sleep yet. I've been up since midday yesterday and it is now 9am in the morning, so yes. Mm. I'm afraid you have no excuse. So then, mm. right, no arguing, no arguing children. Well, I was doing all right up to now, anyway. I had a cup of tea. Anyway. I stayed awake for the main event anyway. As I was saying, the series definitely is not for the, the faint-hearted. It's, it's basically, it screws with your head, to put it lightly. Um, lightly the, the writer was kind of, um, what would be clinically depressed and off his Prozac when he wrote it. So if that can give you any idea about how messed up this series is. Um, very much so. It's just basically, just, there's lots of it that, you know, the, the main character essentially is this Young boy is kind of being put into this situation by his father, the whole kind of God sending, you know, used to earth to kind of, you know, and, and the movie especially is just like, it was, it's like, it's, it's, you, you can't, every single second is like, whoa, what's going on? Um, but yeah, I recommend it. It's what got me into anime, definitely, and it's very weird and so wonderful, but it's, it's, I found it's usually a love it or hate it affair. I find it was a game or a love it, hate it, or what the hell was that guy on when he was writing that kind of thing. But um, <laughs> I think we were all asking that question when we were watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the movie. Well, he made the movie pretty much as a kind of like stuff you to the fans who didn't like the original ending because he felt desperate. Because I didn't like the way it ended, so the movie was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to give you everything you wanted, but in a really bad way, so you're going to be really like even more angry at me. There's a and, new um, series of um, of, of oh, movies yes, based yes. on Evangelion coming out that are yeah, that the rebuild movie that has a different story, kind of. It does have a completely different story from Rebuild Two. It's completely different. Apparently, I haven't seen Rebuild Two yet. I've seen Rebuild mm. One. Where they're basically taking the whole series and re retelling the story as four movies, right. um, and it's going a completely new direction. And it's, I actually really, really love them, but um, sadly I haven't seen two yet because again my red eye limit's very low. Um, are these clusters adult? Say? What rating do these okay? movies? These movies that you're talking about. What rating are they? I mean, uh, when you, I mean, it's a TV series, right? So um, it's, and a movie, right? Um. I don't know what rating it. I think it's, it's... I don't know what it was actually rated when it was screening in Japan, but just watching it, I think it's at least an M. Because there was a lot of blood in it later on, especially in episode yeah. 17 <laughs> with Unit 3. Um, but yeah, I think when it showed... Because I watched this on SBS, like on Australian TV, um, I think they gave it an M rating. It's not for kids, definitely not for right. kids. But um, I can't remember what it was actually classed, classified in in Japan when it was originally shown, because it was like over ten years ago that it was originally shown. Actually, no, it's fifteen now, fifteen years ago. Um, that old actually. But is there any others? But anyone else want to mention anything else about even game? Because I've got three more. Um, should probably put a link to it in the chat actually. 
Right, that's great. Thank you. Check that. Um, Have we got any clip of that? Or? Sadly, no. I mean, I think we're scrunching up. It, the the dub version's okay, but um, right, it's not, of course. It would be, be able to understand what was being said because it's Japanese. Um, with that, this picture is wonderful. Don't want to mention anything else. I've got three others. Um, probably not as well known as that one, but these are kind of more kind of the stuff I've watched, like kind of their um, kind of shoujo kind of stuff or girls manga, but all kind of just a bit obscure. That's not very well known. There was one called Haibane Renme. Um, have you guys seen this one at all? That's on my to watch list. Uh, okay, cool. So I'll know not to spoil it then. <laughs> Um, but, you know, Haibana Remme is a really interesting one. It's pretty much just very kind of... Not, nothing much really is, is explained. You never... Even the end of it, you don't really... It's kind of like, you know, to make your own interpretations about what's going on. But pretty much the premise of the series is that um, you have characters um, who kind of hatch into this world, and they're called Haibane, and they kind of resemble angels. They've got grey wings and halos. Um, and they kind of live in this town where they're, they're not allowed to go outside the walls. Um, and it's all very kind of... It's, it seems to be like some kind of film of purgatory where, where these... Because where these, um, one day eventually the whole bunny will leave the town and take their day of flight where they will leave. And most people assume that that means go to heaven or to... It's... I'm really failing explaining this, actually, but it's... it's it's a beautiful series, actually. It's only 13 episodes long. It's really short. But it's, it's just, um, it's great. <laughs> and, yeah, and the characters have kind of like, you know, they walk around with halos and wings, and, and it's all about kind of like the afterlife in a way. It's very interesting. Alrighty. That was quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've had no sleep. I don't know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, I've got two more to mention, actually. The last one I won't mention much, because I actually mentioned it last week. But the next one I'll mention, just briefly, is a, a manga series. It's not been turned into an anime. Um, by the studio clamp called Wish. Um, which is basically just pretty much revolves around angels. Um, basically, there's an angel called Kohaku, who um, is being attacked by a crow. And um, this guy is walking along and, and sees and sees her being attacked, so he rescues her. And in return, um, the angel Kohaku offers to grant him one wish. And um, the guy says, "Oh no, I don't need any wish." So she says, "Oh, I'll just come home and look after you." And it's very fluffy and it's very strange, and it's pretty much just about um, Kohaku and this guy kind of living together and and. Um, the angels from heaven and some of the demons from hell just kind of... It's kind of like domesticated angels. It's kind of odd and so sweet. And, and in this, God is a bunny rabbit. <laughs> is, is, I have yeah, got to God read is, this one. God is represented as a little <laughs> cute little bunny rabbit with a baby and wings. Um, it's adorable. <laughs> it's very, it's very fluffy, Jojo, definitely. But it's also very interesting that it kind of... It, kind of um you kind of have angels as um gender beings um in this so you've got pretty much all the 
the characters are genderless, and in the original Japanese, as there is no, there is several words for I, like, you know, there's the female way of saying I, and then the male way of saying I, or there's the neutral way of saying I, where most of them refer to themselves as the neutral, so they don't actually have any gender, which is quite interesting. But um, in the English version, they all gave them genders, which was kind of annoying, but um, I guess you can't really get around with that with the translation. You know, they've got to be he, she, they can't be it. But um, it's an interesting thing, and basically, it's kind of like, it's kind of a romance as well, so it's interesting how you think of thing, kind of, you know, yeah. So that's Wish, and um, that's pretty much all I got other than Angel Sanctuary, which I mentioned last week, which, again, is just pretty much, you know, angst and fluffy and... and it's just angst to the max, really. Basically, it's the war between heaven and hell, and this um, boy caught in the middle of it who was a re- the reincarnation of an angel, and yeah. yeah. Okay, well, thank you guys. If you, if you want to get the idea of kind of um, the feel of how dark Angel Sanctuary could be um, at an um, anime convention okay. earlier in the decade, um, I saw it um, fan subbed. And um, the guy who fancied it had put some liner notes explaining some of the harder to understand things, and he used music like The Cure and the like um, over the liner notes because um, he thought it fit. Um, one thing yeah. that I find quite interesting in, in that you get an awful lot of kind of religious iconography used in um, anime, and this actually causes a lot of problems in kids' shows. Um, because a lot of the time, anyway, you know, if they try to take a Japanese children's show and bring it over to the West, there's a lot of things which are fine to show in Japan and aren't as good to show in kind of, you know, America, Australia and the UK, and there's a lot of things that they tend to change, and one of those tends to be a lot of religious referencing, and, you know, and it can be quite frustrating from a fan's point of view, because, um, I mean, it's like there was... Um, one episode of an anime called Sailor Moon, which um, two episodes were combined into one because they didn't want any of the main characters to die, and they didn't show them dying because in the original they were um, crucified. And there was one anime from a few years ago um, that was called Groove Adventure Rave. When that was um, uh, renamed as Rave Master, um, they changed the name of the sword because the original name of the sword was the Ten Commandments and they changed it to the Decker Force. He seemed to always be very, very um, kind of shaky against any sort of, you know, overly religious references, and it's like they're, they're scared of people taking offence and stuff. I mean, it's just, um, as Rand was saying earlier in the conversation, and Nintendo were down on a lot of um, religious referencing in video games. Um, the Final Fantasy games, Final Fantasy IV, when it was changing to Final Fantasy II in America, that got um, muted quite heavily. Um, any reference to praying was changed to wishing. The spell called Holy was renamed Pearl. You know they do this sort of thing wow. a lot in um, in um, you know when the um, Americanized uh, children's TV series as well. They just if there's a religious reference, they will steer well clear of it. And, uh, and can I just ask, it. is that you noticing it, or a fans causing? I mean, is it a, an item that fans discuss a lot that this happens? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people do tend to notice, especially if, if you're if you're aware of the original. Um, 
I mean, I mean, the other thing is, um, when I first played um, Final Fantasy II, I didn't know the stuff had been changed. But um, um, subsequent re-releases with more accurate translations on subsequent games in the series, um, you're kind of thinking, hold on, that spell holy is very much like Pearl O. <laughs> I suppose the other thing is, actually, in Final Fantasy II, the translation was actually quite ropey. So it didn't flow well because they just basically transposed the word um, wish in every time they said pray or prayer and it actually it made it seem weird I didn't realise why until I found out why but they're saying oh we will wish for you it's like what what the heck does that mean anyway um, well, what's what's interesting about this is that there is one western RPG on the NES called Ultima Exodus and one of the commands you got in the game was actually pray you were you you went to a town and you you got you got the command to pray from a from a priest and you had to use that to get an item you needed to beat the game. So <laughs> maybe maybe it's something in later years that they changed because it wasn't in Final Fantasy X. Isn't that all big on like kind of like you know praying and things like that with the whole kind of religion in that? Yeah, I don't um, know. Things opened up a lot once we were off the Nintendo platform. Um, I think the other thing mm. is. Things I guess people aren't quite so sensitive these days to the same extent. Um, um, I mean, you know, various games that you know get released these days that would no way be released in the same format if it was being done ten years ago. Um, so yeah, um, I don't know. I think they, they just seem to be a bit more open to things these days. I guess people there's not quite so much of a knee-jerk reaction to religious iconography and I suppose the other thing is that they know these days that certain types of, you know, especially on video games, certain types of games, they actually have a fan base that knows what's going on and, you know, they know that, you know, if they try to, if they try to change too much, all that lovely sales money won't go anywhere near them because people just go, look, I'm not buying that. Uh, I suppose these mm. days they can afford they can afford to take the risk because they know that actually they'll probably they'll probably annoy more people by trying to remove the religious references than if you do to keep them in. Right. Well, that's it. I find that interesting because I I mean when I when I think of people who are very deeply religious, I don't see them playing a lot of the games that those kind of things appear in. But. Actually, I've got an interesting point to make there about that. Um, a friend of mine, my co-host of my podcast, actually, incredibly religious, yet she loves Final Fantasy. She watched um, Chrono Crusade, which is also another anime that kind of has some religious things to it, and she loves yeah. it. So I guess there's a balance, really. Yeah. There's a balance. I mean, not everyone's going to be like, oh, no, that's blasphemous, or, you know. I mean, like, she loves Doctor Who, for example, so... It's about a balance, I think. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, it just appears to me that the people who would definitely take umbrage with it and, like, you know, uh, contact the media and form protests are the people who, uh, kind of like with Dogma, they're the people who won't actually play it first. They'll, they'll, you know, they'll find out about it through something else and 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 be the ones to, you know. And, and usually, when that, you get that kind of publicity, it kind of ups the sales. Like the whole thing with the Harry Potter movies, how you've got this bunch of people, you know, saying it's witchcraft and everything, but have they ever yeah. read a book? Probably not. Yeah, no. And, uh, yeah, but they'd quite happily burn them, you know. 
I mean, I, th I think it's just there are people who kind of they seem to take offence to the idea of certain kind of films or games or books, and they don't want them to exist. And yet, I'm thinking, well, okay, if something kind of heavily references, um, you know, religious stuff, um, I can see three main types of people really. There's those who are not religious, at which point they probably won't care so much if it's a good story. There's people who are religious and who are confident in their um, in their faith or lack of or whatever, and will kind of go, well, I will treat this as a story. And there's other people who will kind of go, well, I personally don't like the idea of this, so I personally won't watch it, and if anyone else wants to, I'm not going to stop them. But instead, there's people out there who go, "Ooh, I don't want to watch this," and neither can you. Right. And that's when I get ticked off. But I mean, they're, they're those people who you know exist in all forms, not just in, re in religious circles. There are people who, you know, um, fight their good fight for whatever reason, whether it's there's too much violence, or there's too much nudity, or there's too much this, too much that, and expect. Uh, government or corporations to step in when really it's the job of the parents, especially because a lot of the complaints usually come from you know people saying, "Oh, this is no good for kids." It's like you know, um, we have to police ourselves, and that's coming from a parent. Yes, you know, and that that message I don't think comes out enough sometimes. Because yeah. um, you know, for one thing, and it's all well and good to say, kind of, you know me, a guy with no kids, going, oh, well, you know, um, some of us want to be able to watch it if you're worried about your kids. Police your own kids. But it's all well and good for me to say that. But, you know, yeah. as you know, if someone who is a parent says that, it carries a lot more weight. Yeah. You and know, that's the thing. You is like, know, I'm, yeah, I'm sick and... responsibility entails. Yeah. I mean, I'm sick and tired of people saying, you know, oh, what about the kid? Oh, I don't want my child seeing that. Like, Especially a lot of the things that that pertain to Doctor Who, people would complain on behalf of 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 parents, and some of them, the ones complaining, which is funny, is that uh, they they uh, they weren't you know they weren't parents themselves, but they were saying, oh well, I don't want you know kids being exposed to you know this gay agenda and this you know atheist agenda, and it's like then police your own kids if you don't want them watching them, don't let them watch it, you know. That's 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 your decision. This is the writer's decision, and they're writing from what they know. And so, if you have a problem with that, then don't watch it. You know, uh, you have that option. You know, you can't. You know, that's that's the problem with some of the media these days is it's being censored to the point of being unenjoyable, um, because they're so worried about who's going to take offense at this and that and the other. But it's like you know, uh, I I. I have no desire to see these Twilight movies because of its lousy writing. So I just like, I just won't watch it. But I won't go. Out and say, I've seen hey. the first one. I thought it was all right. I thought I thought this is a refreshing change. A movie with American actors in, and the sun doesn't come out, and it's cold where they are. <laughs> I thought this is quite refreshing. I could kind of take or leave the vampire thing because it's kind of been done to death in Buffy and Angel. Yeah. And yeah, but this is the thing. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Why. It's like, yeah, I, I don't particularly want to see them, and I don't see the point in them. Slightly breaking you know, up. Well written, and it's, and it's a. Oops, sorry. Uh, it's, you know, tween 
E-type entertainment, you know, it's like most of the people you see on Twitter and stuff are, are oh, he's so dreamy. Or it's just, like, just whatever. They are in whether or not it's vampires. Right. I think it would be oblivious what the subject matter was. I mean, right. they'll probably but, follow him to his next film. Yeah. But the thing is, is, is it's like, hey, if it's your kind of thing, go and enjoy it. It's like 90210 and, and these reality shows. There are people out there who enjoy them. Who am I to say, you know, get rid of this because it's not my cup of tea. Mm. But anyway, um, I think we should... Uh, uh, thank you guys all for, for coming today because... Um, I, got in I, 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 was, I was a little worried that we weren't going to get much of a, a, a show from this, but I think this has actually uh, worked out a lot better than the uh, than, than last week's show. And... Uh, yeah, I, I think say a lot about the coming. religious lobby in the states. The amount of times they've managed to get God into the movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's another, uh, uh, and I don't want to open another thing now because I know you want to close in. But like, we didn't uh, mention like the original Star Trek series with the was it the one called Apollo, where they where they meet a God. Uh, I think it was Apollo. Oh, the, you're the, thinking the of Apollo Star Galactica. No, no, no. Apollo. Oh, Apollo's children. Second season of Star Trek. Oh yes, yes, I know the one you mean. Yeah. Mm. I, I was going to give mention to the late Alan Freeman, who shows up in episodes of The Young Ones as God, wearing <laughs> a very shiny jacket uh, in full DJ mode. <laughs> right. Wearing and big, big the, dark sunglasses as well as I remember. And in the uh, the Janeway one, where uh, one of her crew. Uh, is or it might be Enterprise where um, uh, she's uh, the Q come and ask her to join. They find out she's got this and she's almost got godlike powers. Right. She promises to Picard, isn't it? Uh, that's right. It's Picard. She promises oh. she won't use the powers. Right. Well, Probably up, that's, Riker, that's Riker, isn't it? When Riker gets. Yeah. Oh, in which case it's um, next yeah. year. Yeah, they did the one ne- with Riker and then they did one with a girl, a young girl. Oh, I remember that one. Powers. There was a Q episode, wasn't there, where he gave yeah. godlike powers. Yeah. The title of uh, that original series episode with Apollo was Who Mourns for Adonis? Ah. That Who Mourns for Adonis, that's it. Yeah. There were a bit uh, variable Q episodes, but he was always entertaining when he showed up, um, John Delancey. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right, but I think... Uh, I think we've done excellently well, and I do, we do thank uh, the people who made the effort to cut in today. That's not to say that we understand quite well why um, uh, others are um, absent. Yes. But, well, but well, I well, think well, quieter room than, than normal, but understandable. But also uh, um, a good discussion. I mean, that's that's the thing is sometimes it's not quantity, it's quality. And thank mm. you guys all for coming out. Everybody contributed something to this, and, and I think it was a very good show. Yep. And, so. and, and those in the UK deserve congratulating for not spoiling uh, Waters yes, of not, Mars. Yeah, not showing up and spoiling it all for all of us. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to remember that trick at Christmas. I'll ring a friend and get it out of my system. Mm-hmm. And there then if go. I'm going to go on somewhere, I can... I'll just put the link in the chat to my... um. Podshock meetup uh, pictures. Um, if anyone missed the link earlier, okay. right. And I'll just remind people that uh, for, since Logan is here, but not with Mike, his show starts at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's open mic night, discussing the game, possibly of Modern Warfare 2, and the new f- disaster film movie uh, 2012, uh, and that is Torch UID 
49899. And he has also put in the text very kindly for us that um, uh, this show hit um, 91 in the top 100 of live listeners, which is a little bit disappointing because I think we were number 52 the previous week. But uh, thank you for uh, giving us that information. Yes. Alrighty then. So, uh, in closing, I think we'll go around the room for any last thoughts and goodbyes. And since Tiggs just sauntered off, cunning soul, he probably <laughs> knew what was coming. He always tries to eke out on that one. We'll start at the top and say goodbye to Charlie P. 79. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh. And goodbye to Randall Thor, who's on mic again today. Yay. <laughs> Great show. Helping to be back next Sunday for more discussion. See you, everyone. Excellent. Cheers. And Ramana, too. Goodbye, boys. <laughs> In about 15 minutes, I must collect one of you Oh, Happy hush Sunday. now. I will be not far <laughs> behind you as soon as I'm done with the show. <laughs> gotta go home, gotta go, gotta go. And also, a uh, very muted thank you to Mr. Tim Jury for lack of spoilers. Thank you, sir. Yeah, and, and um, sorry for the snoring sound effects earlier, but it has been a very long weekend for me. Two late nights. But, um, yes, good show this week. Okie dokie. And, if he's back, Mr. Tiggs Panther. I'm back. Yay! It's, it's the time to, to say off. goodbye <laughs> to all our company. M-I-C. See you real soon. Oh, sorry. Uh, anyway, <laughs> say goodbye, Tiggs. Bye. <laughs> All right. And uh, also goodbye to Logan, who's sitting uh, back under the cone of silence, and guest number six, who's been sitting with us for a while. Thank you for joining us, and join us next week when we will be following after Podshock, so probably a little later than uh, this week's show. So yeah, if you want to join um, us. What I'll probably try and do, Ian, is... Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll volunteer to, to to leave and open the show on time uh, because, um, well, I, I won't open it much before three because, of course, Podshot won't start until, is it uh, 2 p.m., did we say, Eastern Standard Time? So. Yeah. And I think if we search back in the links, we actually put what Podshot... You may have uh, to start ID at four, Dave, because Podshot's always gone at least two hours. Right. right. But, uh, yeah, well, we'll, they we'll get we'll very crowded rooms. Yeah. We will we will update you as the week progresses and we find out uh, exactly. We'll talk with Lewis Japani and uh, figure out what their timing is on that. And, yeah, we will be having yeah. a, uh, a, a, a open mic show after Podchock so that we can all sit around and have a roundtable discussion about the waters of Mars. Yeah, and Podchock mm. is... Uh, <laughs> is, uh, is, is that a little touch ID 233... And I thought, uh, Ian, since I've got this little clip of uh, the QL theme, the Quantum Leap theme that did come up, I might just play us out with that. Okay. Thank you all for coming, and we'll see you next week. Bye, all.
That's it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.